Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Like many members of her generation, my grandmother's response to the Great Depression was to save everything. And the money was under the mattress, though there was no security blanket big enough. It didn't make her happy. She fussed about wanting a tidy house. But she couldn't seem to part with anything. Even the wax paper wrappers from inside empty, cold cereal boxes were removed to wrap up leftovers. Her refrigerator was a scary place. In March of 1947, the infamous Collier brothers died in their Harlem brownstone, trapped beneath 140 tons of detritus. The death and the home itself were so gruesome that the East Coast firefighters still use the term Collier's Mansion to indicate a home that's dangerously full of flammable stuff, now known to be the cause of 6% of all deaths by house fires. The Bible tells us that greed is the root of all evil. Medieval Christians viewed avarice as the most offensive to the spirit of love. The fourth circle of hell in Dante's Inferno is occupied in part by hoarders, those who stockpiled their fortunes greedily and insatiably, sharing nothing. Today, we know that hoarding is a condition to be treated, not punished. It wasn't officially studied until 1993. Smith College professor Randy Frost named it, and it turns out that 5% of Americans, nearly 15 million people, suffer from hoarding disorder, characterized by the excessive acquisition of things that appear to be of little or no value, the inability to discard possessions, and the disorganization of these possessions which clutter up living spaces and make them impossible to use for their intended purpose. In 2011, Randy Frost co-authored a book called Stuff, Compulsive Hoarding and the Meaning of Things, and that may Hoarding finally earned its own category in the fifth edition of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Treatments for hoarding are still primitive. The best I've seen started with completely removing hoarders from their homes, usually by a kind of trickery. And though they have, in every case, felt relieved, it wasn't at all clear to me that their underlying soul sickness had been addressed. A key difference between hoarding and being a collector is in the way the stuff is displayed. The hoarder doesn't display. It's all in disarray. But that does not let the collector, often affectionately called a pack rat, off the hook for living a life drowning in possessions. I've been ruminating about this uniquely developed world affliction, this disease, the spiritual affliction 
of too muchness. 70% of homeowning Americans cannot park their cars in their garages because there's too much stuff. One in 10 has a storage unit. Hoarders need compassion and help. Pack rats need a spiritual prescription, a soul remedy to get out from under the weight of stuff. That means cleaning up our act physically, but also clearing up mentally, freeing up emotionally, and deepening spiritually. There's stuff between us and happiness, the external manifestation of our inner clutter. But stuff is not just stuff. Business coach Sue Kearney writes, what else can clutter look like? Projects and dreams swirling around in our heads, unstarted or incomplete. Tolerations in our lives, in other words, unhealthy or unfulfilling people and situations we need to stop putting up with. Addictive behaviors. And in general, victim thoughts and mental chaos. Clutter, she says, has a negative impact on our energy, our attitude, and our effectiveness. Piled up stuff, including unsatisfying life circumstances, can all be addressed with decluttering. Decluttering is a spiritual practice, an accelerant to clearing the spiritual path and lightening up for serenity, creativity, and joy. 19th century textile artist and writer William Morris wrote, I determined to do no less than to transform the world with beauty. If I have succeeded in some small way, if only in one small corner of the world amongst the men and women I love, then I shall count myself blessed and blessed and blessed. And the work goes on. William Morris also said, the greatest foe to art is luxury. Art cannot live in its atmosphere. If you want a golden rule that will fit everybody, he said, this is it. Have nothing in your house that you do not know to be useful or believe to be beautiful. Books and websites can provide the how-to when it comes to decluttering actual stuff. Marie Kondo is a sensation. Her book is The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. Every tidy person has a slant on it. The five best directives I've heard are to, one, stop the flow of stuff coming in, including unwanted junk mail and email. Two, encourage non-material gift-giving. Three, make a decision not to keep things out of guilt, especially when we can practice generosity. Four, understand that every time we let go, we build the muscle of surrender, meaning surrendering to a life of freedom. And my favorite, five, the 11th commandment, do not waste your life on clutter. All the various ways of clearing the spiritual path lead to the same open vista. As it turns out, the state of our souls is directly related to the state of our homes. As a reminder, here's 13th century Persian mystic Rumi 
Have you memorized it yet? This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture still. Treat each guest honorably. They may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whatever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. Kim Walensky, the social worker known as Dr. Declutter, is the author of Burn Your House Down. In a piece called Is Clutter Sabotaging Your Spiritual Life? She writes, G-O-D stands for Get Over Distractions. We cannot quiet our minds enough to stay close to God, spirit, and our higher self when we are distracted by unimportant mind chatter, what Buddhists call monkey mind. We have over 60,000 thoughts a day, and 75% of them are the same thoughts we've had for days, months, and years. We can declutter our thoughts as well as our homes. When our focus is diverted to disorganization and clutter, we are cut off from our connection to spirit. Distractions drag us into the past and away from the present where our purpose and joy reside. A clear mind is free of fear, worry, guilt, jealousy, resentment. When our lives are free of clutter, it becomes much easier to fully experience stillness, intuition, wisdom, gratitude, joy, and peace of mind. When clutter and chaos inside and out pull us off center, these spiritual qualities can be blocked. Undistracted, we can serve, express compassionate generosity, and appreciate the ordinary as extraordinary. As the time for spring cleaning gives way to summer, I invite you to join me in clearing out for some new delight with the spiritual practice of G-O-D, get over distractions. G-O-D is in the details. Let's engage our guests as Rumi names them, see what hospitality we have to offer them, and when it's time, suggest they find new lodgings. Dr. Clutter concludes, make room for God, room for spirit, move stuff, move energy to become more open, to allow room. We'll find not only our things, but ourselves. Beloved spiritual companions, let's take to heart the spiritual affliction of too muchness and seek to treat it with a soul remedy. Do not waste your life on clutter. Let's set to cleaning up our act physically and also to clearing up mentally, freeing up emotionally, 
and deepening spiritually. Let's clear the spiritual path and transform the world with beauty, service, compassion, and generosity, appreciating the ordinary as extraordinary. May we so count ourselves blessed and blessed and blessed. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.